It's Thursday, July 25th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the latest between the U.S. and North Korea. The pressure's on after North Korea fired two test missiles just as the U.S. was meeting with South Korea. So yeah, there's some tension there. Then, the federal government is resuming the death penalty. We'll give you the details. And finally, why it's good to double-check your work, especially if your job involves the president's official seal. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about North Korea. This morning, the U.S.'s longtime frenemy launched two new short-range missiles right into the Sea of Japan. This was kind of a surprise. North Korea had said it wasn't going to do this anymore while they were in talks with the U.S. But there's been some changes recently. So today we're going to get into what's been happening between the U.S. and North Korea recently, why it matters, and what can happen next. First, quick reminder. There's been some history here. Last year, President Trump became the first sitting U.S. president to meet with a leader of North Korea. Trump and Kim Jong-un had a historic handshake photo op and a meeting with only translators present. They promised to work together toward denuclearization in North Korea. Lots of smiles. Kim, who Trump had previously called Rocket Man, had said they had stopped testing long-range missiles. Then, earlier this year, Trump and Kim got together again. Those talks didn't go as well. North Korea wanted the U.S. to drop sanctions before they agreed to get rid of their nukes. But the U.S. said, you go first, we'll follow. Classic Catch-22. And then Trump and Kim didn't talk at all for months, even after the U.S. promised to end military drills with South Korea in March. In May, South Korea alleged that North Korea had fired short-range missiles. Their teams were reportedly still trying to work on a deal behind the scenes. And reportedly, the two leaders wrote each other letters. But on the outside, radio silence. Until the weekend before the 4th of July, Trump had been in Asia for a gathering of world leaders, and he tweeted at Kim. He asked if he could pop over to the border between North and South Korea and say hello. And when he got there, Kim asked him if he wanted to cross over into North Korea. And he did. Stepping across that line was a great honor. A lot of progress has been made. That was a big surprise. Trump was the first sitting U.S. president to do that, too. And the two leaders agreed to start talking again. So it looked like the bromance was back up and running. But turns out, behind the scenes, things were getting tense again. North Korea's been making a point to show they're not to be messed with. Earlier this week, their state media published photos of Kim inspecting a new submarine. Experts say those subs have the ability to launch missiles. The same day, South Korea fired hundreds of warning shots at a Russian reconnaissance plane that had repeatedly violated South Korean airspace. South Korean officials say they think it was part of a joint Russian-Chinese military exercise, both of whom are tight with North Korea. And while all of that was going on, National Security Advisor John Bolton was meeting in South Korea, which is also known as the Republic of Korea, or ROK. The main objective we have, and I know that you have, is to uh, emerge with a stronger ROK-U.S. alliance that really has kept the peace in this part of the world for a long time, and we hope will continue to do that. He said the U.S. and South Korea would work together to get North Korea to denuclearize. But they also agreed to renew U.S.-South Korean military drills, the kind they pushed pause on back in March, 
even though North Korea had been threatening to launch missiles if they did that. And with that, all bets were off. North Korea has called those drills a preparation for war. Some reports say the two missile tests this morning were a response to those deals and may have been a kind of warning. And they may have also been a personal diss to John Bolton as well. He's not exactly Kim Jong-un's favorite. He's a war hawk who's taken a pretty hard line on North Korea in the past, advocating for preemptive military strikes. North Korean state media once called him human scum. So, yeah. South Korean officials are calling the tests a military threat. And while they wouldn't have been able to hit U.S. territory, one flew about 270 miles and the other about 430 miles. So thousands of miles from Alaska or Hawaii. That's about the shortest distance between North Korea and Japan, where the U.S. has troops stationed. As far as nukes go, experts looking at satellite imagery say that North Korea isn't slowing down on its production. It's actually been expanding its arsenal. In the year since the first Trump-Kim summit, some experts say... North Korea may have produced 12 nuclear weapons. So what's the skim? Firing ballistic missiles is a violation of the UN Security Council resolutions. North Korea has tried to reject those resolutions, saying that the UN is trying to undermine their right to self-defense. But the resolutions still stand, and violating them could lead to condemnation, even though the UN would probably stop short of adding more sanctions. North Korea is already under nearly a dozen rounds of sanctions from the UN. And the UN tends to only add new sanctions when North Korea has tested long-range missiles, not short-range ones like those from today. As for the US, it's unclear what the next move will be. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was supposed to meet with North Korea's foreign minister in Bangkok next week. But reports say that North Korea has canceled that trip. Coming up, It's been a while since the federal government put someone to death. That's about to change. The Skim HQ hopes that your out-of-office reply has been on as much as possible this summer. But we hope that you're not only using that downtime to catch some sun. We want you to make the most of your downtime by using it to improve your financial health. Together with our friends at Fidelity, we've created guides that will help you say aloha to better money habits and chow to bad money moves. Things like how to build your safety net, how to get better at budgeting, and the one-on-one on on saving for a vacation. To get all that and much more, head on over to theskim.com slash summer. That's theskim with two M's dot com slash summer. It's been more than 15 years since the federal government has carried out the death penalty. But today, Attorney General Bill Barr said he's putting an end to that moratorium. In a statement this morning, Barr announced changes to something called the Federal Execution Protocol and directed the Bureau of Prisons to schedule executions for five death row inmates. To be clear, states have their own death penalty laws. Last year, 25 people were executed across the country, more than half of them in Texas. But we're talking about prisoners in the federal prison system. Even though there wasn't a federal mandate, the Department of Justice hasn't put someone to death since 2003. They pretty much just stopped executions. And then in 2014, they announced they were going to review the lethal injection procedures, the way in which prisoners were put to death using drugs. Part of the change to the federal execution protocol that Barr announced today was to those lethal injection procedures. It used to be a three-drug cocktail that knocked the prisoner unconscious, then paralyzed them before stopping their heart. Now executions will be carried out using just one drug. It's called pentobarbital, 
it slows the activity in your brain and nervous system. In smaller doses, the drug is used to treat insomnia. This change in execution policy is getting some people talking today. Democrats, including presidential candidates Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders, have spoken out against the death penalty. According to a Gallup poll, only 56% of Americans support the death penalty today, which is down from 80% back in 1994. This year, New Hampshire became the 21st state to ban the death penalty for state crimes. Globally, the U.S. is one of just a few countries that still has the death penalty. Others include Japan, China, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. According to Amnesty International, 142 countries have either banned the death penalty or haven't executed anyone in at least 10 years. In the U.S., there are 62 federal prisoners currently on death row, including the Boston Marathon bomber Johar Sarnayev and Charleston Church shooter Dylan Roof. Those two men are still appealing their sentences. According to the DOJ, the five men named today have exhausted their appeal options. They were convicted for murder and sex crimes. Their executions are now scheduled for December and January. Europe is roasting. For the second time this summer, it's experiencing a record heat wave. Belgium, France, Germany, the Netherlands, and the UK have all hit record temps, with places like Paris getting as hot as 108 degrees. At least four people around Europe have died because of the hot weather. Three of them drowned while trying to keep cool. Many people in Europe are having flashbacks to 2003, when a dangerous and deadly heat wave there led to tens of thousands of deaths. Scientists say Europe's hottest summers in modern history have all happened within the last 17 years. And they're blaming climate change, saying it's making heat waves longer, more common, and more extreme. If you're in Europe or dealing with hot weather, experts say it's important to hydrate, wear light clothing, and stay cool indoors. Heat waves can also hit your wallet pretty hard. For more on that, check out theskim.com money. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact about the official presidential seal. The presidential seal is basically the coat of arms for the president. You've seen it before. It's an eagle holding an olive branch in the eagle's right claw and arrows in the left. It's used on official documents from the president's office and on the podium or as a backdrop when the president gives speeches. Like when President Trump spoke at a conference for a conservative group in DC on Tuesday. But that night, it seems there was a mix up. Instead of the official seal, the one projected behind him featured a two-headed bald eagle, which is actually similar to Russia's coat of arms. And instead of arrows, it was holding golf clubs. Awkward. No one seems to know how it got there. It's being called a last-minute AV mistake. Yeah, no kidding. Check your work, people. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. For more Skim, you can check out our premium content by downloading our app or get our free morning newsletter by subscribing at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 